podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey Cobbers, from the land down under. This is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the Big Bash Daily. I'm James the Cricket Badger. Thank you very much indeed to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their continued support of these Big Bash Dailies. Snapping up the right mortgages for you. Give them a follow on Twitter at bluecrockmoney. We're talking about Big Bash today. We're talking about Hobart Hurricanes. They're strolling across the finish line as we speak against the Sydney Thunder. We'll talk about that. We're also going to talk a little bit about the World Test Championship. Test cricket obviously very much on the radar this week. Been a Terrific week for five-day red ball cricket. And we'll talk a little about the relevance of the World Test Championship, or not, as the case may be. Joined today by two of the stalwarts of these Big Bash daily pods, it's Ollie Prendergast and Naman Shah. And Ollie, how about Hurricanes? It's been a walk in the park, really. That partnership by David Milan and Ben McDermott has really seen them, well, not across the line, but really right, very close to it. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the most comfortable chase I've, I've seen of a total like this in the Big Bash, probably this year so if they do get across the line a little stumble at the moment but presuming they do they've absolutely screamed it's, it's cruised it really it's just it, so many sixes so many boundaries well paced and, and they were aggressive they took the power play after the 10th over which was really interesting and good to see and they didn't have the best of starts in uh, either inning so yeah really good result for them really you've got a feel for Ben McDermott the man haven't you he got 96 56 balls started off a little bit scratchy but he really did hit his straps enormous sixes in that one he was hitting them in Canberra I was looking out of my window in England to save the was bouncing down my street because they were going that far. When he hits the ball, it yes, stays. Yeah, they were looking away in India. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, out for ninety-six though. Now, man, he deserved a ton today, didn't he? Yes, sir. This is the second time he has missed the century. I guess previously he got out on ninety-five, but after thirteen for two and winning this convincingly, the chase has been just brilliant and sound coming off the bat of McDermott. And I feel that he prefers that midwicket area, and uh, he has been exceptional. He especially that six of McEndry was uh, just too good to watch. I wa- already watched it 10 times. <laughs> so he has been exceptional today. But I feel the game changer was that uh, Boland's over. Uh, Hales and uh, Kwaja were cruising along. But uh, that one over just changed completely the course of the match. Three wickets in that over. And after that, uh, uh, Hobart has never looked back. And uh, yes, they are completely winning this match single-handedly. Yeah, that uh, that Boland over was, was massive, wasn't it? Three wickets in one over. Pretty impressive stuff from him. As you mentioned, Dolly, they have had a little bit of a stumble, haven't they? And I'm just seeing on my screen, we've just seen that Ben McDermott go to Sanger. And then Peter Hanscom here, he's been quite lazy in this run, direct hit. And it's one of those again where there's two frames. There's one where his bat's on the line just before the bails go. The next one, his bat's well in when the bails are well off. And there's no frame in between to actually prove or disprove whether he's run out or not. He should be given out just for the lackadaisical attitude that he had thrown in between the wickets. That was criminal. And you're right, 
it's one of those ones where it could have gone either way. And unfortunately, it's one that goes the batsman's way when it shouldn't really, just not quite the clarity in the pictures and the evidence to, to, to follow through on it. Quickly about another thing. Can I just mention, if Ben, ben McDermott's innings, that's twice now he's done that. That's clearly jug avoidance for him, with him not wanting to buy the rest of the team some drinks after the game for getting that hundred. <laughs> well, I, I'd imagine if, if, if he's on bonus money, you might get extra cash for a hundred. So it might work both ways, man. Yeah, he's played, he played really nicely today. 11 off 19, though, Hobart Hurricanes need at the moment. 167 for four, they are, as that next ball is uh, deposited across the uh, mid-wicket boundary. And that basically seals it, doesn't it? Any any jitters they were having towards the end of this chase, it's now five off 18. And uh, with wickets in hand, teams just don't lose from that kind of situation. Um, let's have a run through the uh, scorecard today. As uh, Naman was suggesting, the, the early part of the uh, show today, Sydney Thunder look as if they were going to romp to a, 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 an enormous score with their opening partnership, which has been very successful in this tournament. Usman Kawaja made 27 from 22, 29 from 23 for Alex Hales as well. And when those two were in, they added 64 for the first wicket. But that 64 suddenly became 66 for three when Hales, Davis and Kawaja were dismissed by Bolland at the top end of the order. We saw Sam Billings come in and get 50. They delayed their power play until they got a couple of batsmen in. Lost Billings in the uh, power surge, um, but made 177 for five. Competitive score in this big bash. Four for 41. Scott Boland ended up with with that uh, three wickets in one over. And then a couple of early wickets. Will Jackson, Darcy Shaw, who have been out of form in this tournament, went early. But Ben McDermott, 96. David Milan, 42. They formed a massive partnership. Have taken Hobart Hurricanes to the brink of victory. Hobart Hurricanes win this game. They're currently in seventh. Obviously, the top five in the ladder qualify for the playoff places. So the pressure's on the Hobart Hurricanes to get the wins. But if they win today, the kind of nature of this table, it's really really interesting because it's so cramped in the middle four points today because they've taken the big bash point as well big bash boost point even they go to 23 which takes them to level second with the Sydney Thunder and the Melbourne Stars so it, it really is changing every single game this table that this big bash there are Melbourne Renegades out of the equation Sydney Sixers are pretty much through to the playoffs there are six other teams vying for four of the places Ollie and it's quite interesting isn't it with three or four games to play each how, how good is it this is how you want the end of any competition with lots of head-to-heads that come up so you've got effectively two games between the Scorchers and the and the Heat which are going to be a knockout and though in this tournament they'll win one each to make it to the last game to make it even more complicated for the mathematicians there's just so much riding on every game I think there's about 9 million outcomes that could do possible happen and combination of results and knowing it the most complicated ones will, will, will come up and I think uh, again for me what how good is this for the competition it keeps the interest going there's five going through and this is what we all wanted early on we thought worried that there was going to be a breakaway of four teams definitely at the start and that hasn't happened and everything's joined back up and concertinaed and it's looking really really interesting now well Sydney Six has just done some maths there Sydney Six has just need one point to guarantee themselves a playoff berth obviously they'll want much more than that to try and get themselves through in the first or second position looking very likely that they will be one of the top two defeat for the Sydney Thunder kind of takes them back towards the pack now man doesn't it they uh, were starting to kind of go clear with their fellow Sydney side but no points from this game now played 11 three games left for the Thunder and the other guys are starting to play catch up and chasing on their tails now so uh, th- there is no guarantee is there not at all uh, that is why going into the business and the each game is going to be important and the other thing which everyone needs to notice is 
is uh, all the star players are going to come after once this test match is over uh, matthew wade is going to return for hobart and also i feel team pain will be straight back into the 11 and also for adelaide i feel travis head so all the star players are going to come so uh, for thunders i it's very unlikely like any star is outside but uh, the other teams are going to get uh, stronger going into the business and today's game was important for thunder so on, if they could have won they would have set uh, on 27 points but uh, yes uh, as we have mentioned that the more focus is on hills and khwaja apart from that yes uh, billings has been uh, a bit of consistent but uh, daniel sams has performed in and out but other players needs to jump in uh, olive davis has been only good in one or two match they need a good uh, new ball bowler and apart from tanvish sanga nobody is looking that threatening only davis is interesting isn't he ollie fellow ollie the um <laughs> He's he came in made a really big impact early on. Just nineteen uh, twenty years old, obviously former Australian of the nineteen player can hit the ball a long way. Took thirty off one over, didn't he? In one of the games that he played earlier on in the tournament, but has had a pretty poor run. Was dropped by the Hurricanes in the last game. Came back in today at number three, got a first baller, and he's one of those players that you can certainly see a massive amount of potential in. He's got he's got pretty much everything, hasn't he? Don't just kind of discard him and let him flounder, but keep him in that side and hope that he comes good. I thought it was interesting. I think it's nice. Bondi and Kawadi obviously had a discussion and they, they want him to get exposure and they obviously backing him. So he came in at number three today. You know, when he lucked out, he lucked out. He got a, a, a snorter of ball that caught the um, the outside edge of, of that that ball from Boland and was taken behind. But he has so much potential, so much talent. And it, it reminds me a little bit of Tom Banton. So it's not obviously the way they play, but the potential and the ability they have to score quickly and hit a big ball and change games and, and, and how much potential they have. And they're so young they're developing they're going to have these patches I was I was pleased with the way that the uh, Thunder approached today by giving him an opportunity to go at three it didn't work it, you know it didn't cost him too much there's only one ball and, and he could have got that batting down at six and it made him feel worse I think I think they're managing him well he just needs opportunity and he is in a rough trot at the moment he's in a run of form that only someone sort of like Will Jacks could to really rival uh, after having a bad day so I think both those have got a lot of talent and I think Davis has got a big future definitely In changing times like these, make a change yourself. Buy your own home. Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first time buy a deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite. They're just straight talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. You know, Ollie Davis. He's having a bit of a poor run, but you can't be in a better position, can you? You've got good coaches around you. You're playing with good players against good players. Even if it, even if this isn't your big bash. The same with Will Jacks from England. The same with the you know plenty of other players in this tournament that maybe not having the big bash that they're hoping for the youngsters. But it's a learning curve, isn't it? That you know they'll take it away, hopefully learn from it, and the good ones, the ones with a bit of you know brain between their ears, will come back, use it, and come back stronger. Yes, absolutely, James. You are bang on. Such leagues are made up for this. It's not only about winning. I always feel that such leagues are made up for the youngsters, especially you see in IPL. Uh, who gets uh, nobody knew who natrajan was nobody knew who who priyam garg was and nobody knew who olive davis was uh, but today like uh, he is sitting in the dugout with uh, star players and getting experience of playing in such uh, 
huge crowd this is just uh, totally exceptional and a dream uh, moment for such youngsters and these players are only going to come uh, stronger we saw what we are already seeing what ben mcdermott is doing in this year's ip in this year's uh, big bash league uh, last year i feel around uh, from 10 to 12 matches he was run out in uh, around 6 to 7 matches and he failed completely but uh, we are seeing a completely different players he also played a test uh, warm up against india so yes uh, these are these players are going to learn and uh, they are only going to come back uh, stronger and they'll take a lot of experience yeah i mean and, and if that if you don't learn if you haven't got it between the years and you don't learn from these experiences then you're probably not got what it takes to make a, a massive career for yourself anyway the good ones will go away tinker have a think about it watch replays and uh, and come back better in bbl 11 get obsessed dolly with the fact that youngsters are coming through i mean we we were always obviously excited by youngsters because yeah we want to be the first ones to watch them and want to kind of see if they're going to be any good or not but yeah, generally speaking these tournaments it's the it's the older brigade that are the consistent performers when they're not it's not quite going for them they're still contributing whereas some of the youngsters as we mentioned Ollie Davis it's either hit or bust some of the more experienced guys like Ben Cutting Dan Christian etc have a more consistent lower level don't they yeah I, I, it's interesting because when everyone thought T20 had when it started everyone thought it was going to be the end of the older more experienced players and it was all going to be crash man one of the young players and actually it's probably turned to the opposite you can extend your career and uh, through injuries and, and it's less impact and usual experience to much greater effect probably in these pressure situations which they cook up every game and you're right ben, ben cutting and dan christian are two great examples of this and, and dan christians and the dan christian just seems to know what to do in every situation whether it be bat or ball and he just seems to get it done and it's that experience knowing your own game and having that confidence to go back to the well and just deliver time after time in those in those big situations and again you see it with a lot of the west indian players who who play in the ipl they're older more experienced played a lot of this cricket they know their game and they know what when to execute certain skills at uh, the right time but and it, and and that's something which given these younger players the exposure now will stand them in good stead when they get older but actually uh, it's the older players who seem to get the results and and get things done and win you more games than not bluecrocodile.co.uk sorts your mortgage in a snap Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let's Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. The Hobart Hurricanes then win their game today against the Sydney Thunder by 6 wickets. They had two overs to spare up their sleeve and we'll look now for the bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer after today's match. That win takes the Hobart Hurricanes up to fourth place in the ladder but level on points with the Thunder and the Melbourne Stars with the Sydney Sixers still leading the way at the top of the table. Perth Scorchers are in fifth, Brisbane Heat, Adelaide Strikers and the Melbourne Renegades, possibly not the Melbourne Renegades. are playing catch up trying to get into that top 5 after 14 games when it really matters to extend their tournament. Ollie will start with you though your nomination for our bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's match. Batting wise I'd say the standout for, for the Thunder was was Billings he batted really well and just got out at a crucial time and he seems to be one of the few players that was able to time the ball consistently but where we're going to go is is quite obvious for me today uh, even though you overruled me um yesterday <laughs> yesterday I'll go with McDermott today and hopefully you'll back me on that. You're not you're not bitter are you Ollie you're not bitter. Oh hugely am about I couldn't sleep due to it. <laughs> well you you spent most of the podcast and you didn't need any sleep so what what's what's the matter? <laughs> Naman how about you I mean it's 
he's got to be Ben McDermott today, hasn't it? Yes, absolutely. It was a terrific innings. Uh, sad he couldn't reach his uh, century again, uh, missing out in the 90s. Uh, but uh, it was just a brilliant hitting and taking, hitting all over the parks and a uh, comfortable win for Hobart. Uh, brilliant innings by McDermott. Enough said, I think, from both of you. Ben McDermott is very worthy winner of our bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's match. A fantastic 96 from 56. Eight fours, five sixes, and he is our award winner today. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at Blue Croc Money, or find them on Facebook. Blue Crocodile. Right then, we uh, talked about Test Match Cricket yesterday. We've seen England win this morning. I got up for about 40 minutes, did uh, did my job, and then went back to bed again, watched them knock them off. No real alarms for England this morning. It was good from Bairstow and Lawrence. We've seen that the Gabba as well, that game has uh, moved on. Rain um, kind of affected towards the end of it, but in a way that's actually made it a little bit more interesting going into the final day with India needing 328 to win that one. Currently four for no loss overnight with a little bit of rain forecast for the Gabba tomorrow as well. But what I wanted to talk to you two about today is the World Test Championship. It's obviously been brought in by the ICC. I think the motives are very good indeed to try and give Test cricket more of a context, more relevance, every game matters, etc. And avoid kind of dead rubbers in, in long series where a team goes 3-0 up in a five-match series and the last two don't matter. But with the World Test Championship, they do because you can get points for winning Test matches four and five. Obviously, COVID's played a part in this, but I'm not totally convinced by the structure at the moment. And the one thing I've been thinking overnight is that obviously with Australia and, and India been a superb series in Australia four test match series one all going into test match number four still finely balanced we, we want them to be fighting for world test championship points we want every day five to matter this day five matters anyway this is two teams going at it hammer and tongs and very proudly trying to uh, to win or draw to secure their, their legacy in the game because it's that kind of iconic series the world test championship is sort of very much peripheral but you could get a situation where Australia maybe just put batten down the hatches to save the draw points for the World Test Championship and it ends up ruining the series what could be a great final day it's possibly the hardest thing to fit into oh, into schedule into the World the tournament you're right about it could today that and it all and COVID has had a huge part to play because we don't know if Australia have got it in their own hands or whether they're going to get that tour to South Africa in you know and, and, and India know that if they were close they might do the same they might just take the draw and knowing that they've probably got enough to beat England in a series at home and, and qualify for the final I think the bigger picture for me regarding the World Test Championship and I discuss this with my um, best mate Sam all the time and it bores him about it but I and well he, he agrees but he tells me go on about it as I do about most things but we think that the best structure would be and to get inclusive to get all the teams in it maybe the best to have a divisional system where it's played where six teams are in the top division six teams are in the bottom you have a World Test Championship for the top one and you have a playoff or relic, promotion relegation from, from the uh, divisions and that would give teams more to play for and actually if you manage to get into the top six you may get a better share of the revenue going round so an impetus to improve your test side and it also gives those other teams that are new to the game a new way into it but that may be hamstrung by different reasons but and also I think it would be if you only 
only played teams in your division, you would have better, longer series and teams would take preparation for series and more important because there'd be more riding on it. And also... Yeah, but you know, you know what will happen though? That, that'll get vetoed because there is potential in that for England, India and Australia never to meet each other. If, if one of them has a, a ropey two years and ends up in the second division, you're losing the ashes, aren't you? Oh, well, you could, you could play it, but it'll be outside of the tournament window. Yes, that potential could do. But also, I think, yeah, if that's, if that's the way cricket won't develop and, and it, that's a bigger question to ask about the dominance of the big three on the game and what's happening but at the moment there is it, it doesn't give much impetus or incentive for the teams that are lower down who haven't struggled with their test sides at the moment to improve and they'll probably concentrate on white ball where there is more revenue coming back in whereas if you just give them the the enticement of saying oh you, you'll get a bigger share if you qualify the top six it may improve that and it might make first class cricket around the world improve as well because people would invest more back into their structure knowing they're going to get more back from that investment but it's such a wide question I mean I would like to see it that way because it would have a better format and probably be able to fit it in in a two to three year window but at the moment it's so haphazard and hard to fit in and teams playing two match series teams playing five match series it doesn't seem to have much structure around it which it does does need to be addressed I mean I think I I totally agree with the sentiment behind what you say and I totally agree with the sentiment behind the World Test Championship but it's a it's a complicated thing isn't it because there's so many different factors in this one of them's the point system which is is faulty at the moment I don't think anybody really believes in that point system and um, because it doesn't necessarily reward the better team properly over a longer series you can play a two match series and get the same amount of points as playing a really hard five match series can't you so despite the motives and the good motives it's very hard to actually get get a World Test Championship structure that actually suits everybody now man and the one thing that comes out of what Ollie said another thing I was thinking about overnight is the only people I see at the moment talking about the World Test Championship are New Zealanders Indians and Australians I don't see any Pakistanis talking about it I don't see anybody in the West Indies talking about it because it's not relevant to them anymore because they're out of it so in terms of making the Test matches relevant for those guys they're no more relevant now than they were before are they? I also feel that uh, it is important for them to realise how important uh, Test cricket the Red Bull cricket is yes it might not be relevant for teams like West Indies and Pakistan and Sri Lanka because uh, they are staying down in the bottom but also they need to realize that Afghanistan, Ireland, all these teams have acquired the test match status so right now it is not irrelevant but once these uh, teams, Afghanistan with such uh, high class spinners and Ireland uh, with uh, they competed well against England when they playing uh, test uh, cricket in England itself so once these teams uh, start playing more test cricket and they once they qualify for the next uh, championship table that is the time when uh, they will be maybe regretting that uh, right now they are not part of the championship so it is important yes uh, as you have correctly mentioned that uh, only India, New Zealand all these countries are uh, right now talking about this championship table these teams need to give it importance and realise how important red ball cricket is and start building their own team because uh, just to cut in there man, does the World Test Championship actually do that though I mean I know everybody wants test cricket to be important and everybody wants to see these countries taking it seriously I think to a degree they are doing in their own ways but does the World Test Championship create that or just does it is it just test cricket that creates that uh, to be honest I feel that World Championship table is creating it slowly because right now we are feeling that India New Zealand and all are mostly talking about because in last uh, two years we have not seen those many test matches of Bangladesh or maybe Sri Lanka or maybe West Indies in a very concurrent month uh, these are the teams playing more major 
test matches uh, i feel bangladesh has, hasn't played any uh, test cricket in last one and a half two years so i feel uh, they need to once they start playing more of red ball cricket and not uh, white ball so they will be also speaking about it more it's just that the championship table this test match cricket is not a consecutive months and we do not see test cricket in like Three to four months uh, continuously. That is why that uh, particular phase of absent uh, Test match cricket uh, makes uh, all these teams out of this uh, scenario. These teams would like to be part of those finals, playing or getting, which will be getting played in Lords. So we are not seeing it right now, but I feel one day we will see this uh, teams coming stronger and Test cricket uh, World Championship table uh, will matter. I think that's the, the final point Naman makes. There is 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 key to this, Oli. They they brought the World Test Champ. Championship, uh, not their fault. <laughs> it's a very dodgy time in world mm-hmm. in the world situation, haven't they? COVID's wrecked a lot of tours. It's wrecked a lot of schedules, and it's the sort of format, isn't it? That it obviously needs tinkering with. We've, we've kind of hinted at the points being a little bit weird. It, it needs to kind of bed in, doesn't it? And we, we need to see probably several cycles of it, and the excitement that the winners get from it, and and the disappointment the losers get, etc. For it to really start to gain some momentum, you can't just invent something new and expect it to catch fire, can you? No. Uh... No, if you look how the it, it's taken forty years really for one day cricket to really catch fire around the world and and and, and be popular as a, a World Cup and be its own thing, but I think well, I'll, 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 I'll go against that because I mean they've been playing World Cup finals since nineteen seventy nine and they've all been well attended and well well watched, but not not with the global presence it has now. It, it, I, I talk about that as say as in England. England for a long time, and I use that as an example, treated it as almost uh, an additional add-on that was uh, to a summer where Test Match was always the, the priority. And, and, and over time, that's happened. And probably over the first 40 years when it came in in 70 or 71, it's taken probably till about 2010 to probably overtake it on the, for some countries, to overtake Test Cricket as a priority that become white ball countries. And, and, and that was before the real growth of T20 international cricket. So that's, that's how I meant that intended. Going back to World Test, as a World Test Championship it's too difficult for some teams to make the final so it's a long time of playing bilateral series that mean very little in in the course of a tournament Uh, you know what is a competition or a tournament when you haven't got much chance Mm. of qualifying don't you think as well that the the, the kind of likely candidates to finish at the top of the table which as we're seeing the top four in the tournament at the moment in the World Test Championship standards Australia India New Zealand and England well that's the big three plus New Zealand all of those countries respect Test cricket to to various degrees and all of them have massive support which makes it pretty much every single test match they play relevant anyway without the World Test Championship it's, it's the other nations that need the incentive isn't it? Yeah it, exactly to, to make it relevant and I think it, and, and to make it incentivised for them with those teams investing a lot in there already and if you're for example Bangladesh who haven't toured India in about 10 years or haven't had India come and play sorry India haven't come to Bangladesh for 10 years very hard to gain revenue from it and hard to invest into it and that's why I think the needs we look at maybe a levelling system and also there's so many teams now how can you play a relevant long enough series and have matches to warm up for it which you'd want to do if it has such an impact on World Test Championship to fit it in and I think you're almost going to have to cut it down into different sections or have different groups almost which may make it better and more apt and, and give teams the incentive to possibly qualify from it because at the moment like you say there's a the big three that are probably going to be in the top six plus New Zealand and it probably South Africa and Pakistan you could pick them out of this and that might be interchangeable with one or two other sides but if you're Ireland or Zimbabwe you've got no chance of, of, yeah. of breaking through and I think in the end you're just playing almost dead rubbers and bilateral series that happen to be in the World Chess Championship without playing much part in it 
cricket's a game played with balls, you've got to look after them in the field. Badges are furry creatures. My friends at Manscaped.com help you make sure it's neat and tidy down there. Oh, get rid of all that excess fur. Make sure that you're neat and tidy. Make sure everything's in the right order. Oh, feeling all good now down in this set. Oh, Manscaped.com. Maximum skin-safe performance, compact design, advanced engineering, ceramic blade, waterproof. And it doesn't end there. Show you care by caring for your pair. Cleansers, revivers, preservers. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Get on there now. No, man, it's your fault, isn't it? Um, India, far too powerful, far too much money, dominate the uh, decision-making process at the ICC. What your country wants, your country gets to a large degree. You want five test matches against Australia, you get them, etc., etc. That's where the money is, and you you play against countries that recognise the fact that there's 1.6 billion people plus, and probably exactly the same amount worldwide, that will tune into TV coverage and, and they can sell advertising for. When you've got countries with that much clout, and then you've got the West Indies and South Africa with far less clout, can you get something that's fair across the board to actually incentivize every single test-playing nation? Uh, to be honest, uh, James, I wouldn't agree there. Yes, we are a powerful nation. Yes, uh, everything is uh, getting done as we are saying, but end of the day, the fight we are producing at every in all the three formats is also uh, going to matter. It's not just that uh, everything about money you saw that India the team right now which is playing in Australia uh, we are not having uh, yeah, I'm, t- I'm, talking, I'm not talking about performances on the pitch I'm talking about the administration and the decision making process off it yes yes absolutely uh, this is connected to that because uh, you are seeing that Rahul Ravid is uh, handling the young team uh, if we are comparing to other Asian teams uh, after Sangakara has uh, retired after Jayavardhan has retired after all the Yusuf uh, Mohammad Yusuf and Yunis Khan and this team Teams were not prepared for the replacement. Uh, they did not build the infrastructure. They d- were not ready for the second phase. So, uh, uh, in all this transition, uh, this all these teams uh, were not ready for the next phase, and that is why the competition is not uh, up to the mark what we were seeing from Sri Lanka and Pakistan in the 90s. So, India just uh, yes, we are powerful. Everything is about money. Infrastructure is good, but we always prepared for the future. These youngsters are ready to go out there, even one year match experience, two match. Experience. But- are you preparing for the world's future or are you preparing for your future? Do you know what I mean? There's See, a difference there, yeah. isn't there? Every country will look after their own infrastructure and their own sports. Which is yes, why, uh, which is why if you've got two or three countries that are far more powerful than others, if everybody's looking after their own interests, it's going to be the powerful ones that, that thrive, isn't it? So it's, uh, I won't agree to that. Uh, in, India provided the home ground structure for Afghanistan. India is helping uh, them uh, to get back into test cricket. Then now they have got the test status so it's not that we are helping helping every uh, every country right now and also it's a big uh, IPL is a major league and uh, the quality of players uh, we had seen uh, right from the start uh, what uh, Sean Mars career uh, how it took up to along with Thomas Batch in the first edition of IPL so it's not only India is benefiting the quality of players produced after IPL uh, look at Sunil Narayan after IPL he opened for West Indies as well so many good players have been coming out of IPL so yes the money is invested uh, BCCI is good but the end of the day one country 
quality players needs to come out to upbeat the competition level to right now we are only seeing as you have correctly mentioned india australia new zealand and england surviving in test cricket but rest of the teams when you saw jack callis going out when you saw abd going out they do not have any concurrent replacement the same like to like replacement so we are seeing the competition depleted so interesting you say that neman but you know somebody like abd um, and we could talk about this for hours but somebody like abd thrives in ipl um, but because he's getting the money from ipl south africa end up losing out on him don't they yeah i mean i know he played for south africa after that but they the players you know understandably go where the money goes and um so it, the ipl benefits but does south african cricket really benefit from that james I, th- I think first of all what needs to happen is an equal share of tv revenue in bilateral series because at the moment the host nation takes all the money or very little shared around and it's not fair that a team gives up their time to help you gain revenue when in fact you're going to take everything from that and they're going to get very little back apart from probably uh, you know uh, uh, defeats yeah, we, saw, we saw that when the West Indies came over this summer didn't we yeah exactly and I think this has to be shared out so the big guy the, the, like we say so India have not toured Bangladesh in so long and that's stopped Bangladesh from earning lots of money but that's got to stop and there's got to be something done to help share the wealth of going around so teams like South Africa West Indies, Bangladesh, all the smaller ones can get a good uh, cut of the pie. You wouldn't have a boxer who is a title holder take 100% of a purse no matter what the result was. And this has got to happen, man. There's got to be an even, a, a better sharing of it go around. And at the moment, it's not, and it's not fair. And it will strangle and potentially kill the game because teams won't have enough money to invest in their red ball and first-class infrastructure, which Kumasangakara touched on in Sri Lanka. It's got massive problems. There's not enough teams and it's not organised enough and there's no money in it. We need to help. You need to feed the game and you need to invest in it for it to continue and grow and strive and make better performances. Otherwise, you're left with three teams and nobody wants that. It's not in the interest of India, England or Australia, is it, to have all of the power in those nations and all of the good players in those nations and not be able to play the West Indies. You know, I grew up watching the West Indies dominate England. That wasn't necessarily always good fun to see. You know, some of the great teams of old, you know, it's, it's quite disappointing to see the West Indies not being quite as strong as they used to be in Red Bull cricket and it'd be nice to see the uh, the well shared around a little bit. We've agreed maybe now, man, you've, you've argued your case nicely though, so we've agreed it's not Indians' fault, so we'll just keep it as your fault, man. Your response for the travails of the world's test championship and everything else that's wrong with cricket it's all down to Naman Shah you can contact him at and then I'll put it <laughs> no, um, only joking thank you very much guys for joining me we could talk about that for hours couldn't we because that is a that is a massive subject and I'm sure we'll oh. come back to that in the future as well but Ollie and Naman thank you very much for joining me today thank you both thank you very much James, as always and uh, thanks everybody for listening as well keep in touch with us on the at cricket underscore badger twitter feed leave a nice like and subscribe and all the rest of it to stay in touch with the cricket Badger podcast and uh, thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of these Big Bash dailies I've been James the Cricket Badger the Big Bash is bubbling up we've got some cracking matches left as the uh, ladder starts to take shape as the teams approach their 14 games we'll cover all of that as we go through to the 6th of February and we'll be back again tomorrow Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.